Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What I have for you today is something a bit different. It is an open letter from a group of young men in French Canada, imploring their bishops and cardinal to teach the true and traditional Catholic faith, complete with a call for them to provide a reverent liturgy. What they describe in their letter is nothing short of an indictment on modernity and the plague of suicide that grips young men today. While they are describing Canada from their own experiences and truth, their letter describes the entire decadent and nihilistic Western world. Their experience is my experience, and it is the experience of young men in the West who have been vilified for crimes that we did not commit. If you want answers as to why young men are embracing caustic politics or turning away entirely from society and descending into the madness of pornography and drugs, this letter answers those questions, and it has an open call for the only remedy the authentic Catholic faith, complete with reverent liturgy. After the letter, I'll have some thoughts of my own. Octave of All Saints, 2019 Eminence, Excellencies, We send you this letter for three reasons. First, to tell you of the many evils suffered by French-Canadian men. Then, to testify to the innumerable graces we receive through the Catholic faith in its traditional form. And finally, to beg you to make available to the greatest number this treasure that nourishes our souls and raises us to God. A Life of Suffering Every day we are witnessing the devastating effects of a society turned towards man rather than to God on our compatriots. From his conception to his death, the French-Canadian is measured on the scale of his utility for this consumer society, rather than the ardent dawn of love of his divine creator. Our people live daily in a culture of death that robs them of the desire to live and the desire to pass on their lives. Our brothers and our friends are born into families broken by divorce. They grow up without male models. They are given drugs because they are too boisterous at school. Dangerous ideologists wash their brains from an early age with perverse and abject doctrines, which deny the natural law created by God and thus sow doubt in many gullible minds. From adolescence, they are confronted with a premature and unhealthy sexuality influenced by pornography. Then comes the alcohol, the drugs, the debilitating fashions, and musical fashions, the intimidation, and the suicide of some friends. At Chegep, our young French Canadians are taught by their Marxist teachers hatred of themselves, their culture, and their ancestors. They are encouraged to worship the other. Having become adults, they find themselves a companion but perpetuate by their actions the cultural scheme that is proposed to them, that according to which the human person is a consumer good like any other, and that it is possible to simply throw once obsolete. Every day the infernal materialistic cycle of metro work sleep is repeated to allow French Canadians to consume the last useless product that will serve to temporarily fill the abyssal void that inhabits them. Once this product is consumed and the attraction of the novelty having disappeared, The chasm dug by dialism reappears, and they go in search of a new product, 
a new holiday destination, or a new woman to seduce. In turn, they divorce, lose their jobs, fall into depression. Some do not see their children anymore. The media then tell us yet another case of family drama, and the man is still portrayed as a bastard. For those who arrive at a later age, some grow old in loneliness, abandoned by their families. Others were found dead in their homes several days after their deaths. For those who have not had the chance to go out naturally, there is still euthanasia. Obviously, and fortunately, we do not all experience all this suffering, but we are daily witnesses of a people committing suicide. The Call of God In the midst of our meaningless lives, living from day to day waiting for death, we have all heard the call of God. In a singular way for each of us, the good God made us discover or rediscover the faith of our ancestors. For some, it was a true love at first sight to our Lord Jesus Christ, and others, it was by a love that grew slowly, but became just as strong. We tamed the inner life, discovered the prayer, the silence. We learned that we were not alone. God had desired and loved us at the very moment of our conception, and he was always there with us and for us. We learned the evil that we were doing to him, and that we were still doing him by our sins. An inheritance not transmitted. In the face of the treasure of faith that we had just discovered, we felt a certain bitterness towards our parents and those who preceded us. So we looked for anything else that we thought was appropriate not to transmit to us. The answer is, in the, uh, is the question. We discovered that we were not be beings without roots, without history, without culture, and without faith who lived only to oppress women, homosexuals, ethnic minorities. In short, everyone who was not us. So we do not have to repent indefinitely of imaginary mistakes. We are French Canadians. Our roots are deeply rooted in the New World, but also in Europe, even in the soil of the eldest daughter of the Church. We knew Clovis, Charlemagne, the Crusades, St. Louis, St. Joan of Arc. Then our ancestors crossed the ocean and conquered a land of forests and ice that they cleared and fertilized with their sweat and blood, in order to found a new province of the Kingdom of France. Admittedly, we subsequently suffered heavy defeats. Statesmen abandoned us for strategic reasons, but our Blessed Mother Church continued to watch over us. Under our protective cloak, while we were threatened with extinction by our small numbers, we became millions despite the oppression of a colonizer who wanted us to disappear. Our culture is rich, contrary to what we have been taught. It does not boil down to a professional hockey franchise, the Sugar Shack, or the Poutine. We are the heirs of ancient Greece and classical Rome. Our language was not born in a romance of Michel Tremblay, but rather in the France of Rabelais, Racine, Corneille, Moliere, La Fontaine, and Bousset. It is true to its fruit, so we recognize the tree. In this era of euphoric delirium and destructive madness that was the 60s, those who preceded us gave way to a wave of inspirations from the depths of the underworld. According to the words of the International, the past was wiped out in all areas, including within our Blessed Mother the Church, which made Pope Paul VI himself say that the smoke of Satan was entranced by some crack in the temple of God. Not a single sphere of Western life was spared by this madness. The states changed laws that were previously based on Catholic dogmas and morals. Divorces appeared, as well as condoms, onovalence, and emancipation of women. This led to the breakup of families in the entire society and the greatest genocide in the history of humanity. It is in this society that we are born, as an exploded materialistic and nihilistic society that lives only in expectation of the next ephemeral pleasure. A society that has swapped the worship of God for the worship of man, and teaches us to despise the church, this institution in the depths of the great darkness, which was full of hateful pedophiles, and which we were saved by the Enlightenment.
quiet revolution. Petition. Like our patron St. John the Baptist, we are the voice that screams amidst concrete ruins and potholes. It is our duty to scream in the name of our brethren who commit suicide and our dying people. Eminence, Excellencies, we repeat to you the answer that our godparents gave you on the day of our baptism, when you asked them the question, What do you ask of the Church of God? And they said, Faith. We ask you the Catholic faith in its entirety, without sweetener. We ask that our people have access to the holy sacrifice of the Mass in a dignified form that gives glory to God. Our Lord Jesus Christ answered Satan, who tempted him in the wilderness, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. We do not need a clergy who behave like social workers and bureaucrats. Eminence, Excellencies, it is our souls who are hungry and thirsty for God. Dare to go again against the grain and teach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Guide us to the good God and put on your cassocks so that we recognize you in the street and that we can confess to you. Our ancestors lacked everything. They were hungry and cold, lost their grandchildren because of childhood diseases, worked as convicts to clear the land, but their souls were richly nourished by the good God. Unlike them, our bellies are full and we have a roof over our heads, but our souls are empty. Only you can help us so we can implore your paternal benevolence. Eminence, Excellencies, we hope you will not be deaf to our call. We assure you of our filial piety and respectful obedience. Deign to receive, Eminence, Excellencies, our best regards. Your sons, the underprivileged of French Canada. That letter is powerful. I'm taking the opportunity to more than give it a signal boost. This letter is now a letter to the American bishops as well, or at least that's my hope. Our culture is sick. The church has been infected with this same sickness, and the only cure is to fully embrace Christ. An experiment was tried by the church on the baby boomer generation, an opening of the church to the world, embracing the world not with warnings about sin and death, but instead through an attitude of accompaniment and friendship. This attitude brought a renewed focus on politics and activism, on turning the clergy into social workers, and priests and laypeople speaking of a seamless garment in terms of moral questions that only does not, not only does it not exist, but in the end, that seamless garment theology undermines the faith by equating the greatest evil of our day and possibly in all of history with social issues that pale in comparison. This, in turn, has been compounded by the presence of morally unfit men in the priesthood, a feminizing of the role of laymen in the church, and effeminate men in collars whose exploits have become the stuff of legends and, that, and their exploits are too perverse to talk about here. Our decadent culture has, in turn, warped the minds of young people, and young men in particular turn to drugs and smut, and to materialism to soften to, and provide refuge in a world that has lost its, all of its meaning. The institutional church has failed to provide this meaning for so many young people, and young men in particular, and as a consequence has fed into its own vocations crisis while simultaneously leaving many men without the knowledge of Christ and his church to take shelter in. This is the greatest tragedy of our day, and it is costing the lives and souls of countless people around the Western world. This letter has to put to words my own thoughts and experiences that shaped my life. I only found Christ in his church because of the patience and example of a friend of mine, who was acting as an instrument of God for my conversion. As a consequence of our age of decadence, I myself had nearly succumbed to the nihilism and materialism of the age. The cure for this is the church, which brings Christ into the lives of people. Or at least, it should be. But so often we have the example of terrible clergy preaching a false gospel, of accepting sins, and promoting political activism, 
instead of sheltering Catholics from this nihilism. Instead, the agents of the church embrace it and push it into the lives of the young. And this, in turn, helps many people to leave the faith. This must stop. I suppose I could go on and on, but I won't. Let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. This letter has more than 100 signatories in Canada. I don't know enough about the state of the church in Canada to know if this will have any hope of having an effect on the bishops and clergy of that, of that country. But let me know your thoughts on this. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.